the feeling of being rejected can be really tough. Rejection happens to everyone, and it's one of the most painful things we experience as humans, often because we interpret it as us not being good enough on a personal level. In this episode, we talk about why rejection hurts so much and share some tips on how you can adapt and build resilience to overcome it. Hello and welcome to Boosting Performance. This is the podcast to listen to if you want bite-sized practical tips on how to improve your performance in the workplace. I'm Alistair Cole. And I'm Kieran Gill. We founded the Uplift Partnership to help organizations thrive by boosting performance of their sales and innovation teams. To subscribe to this podcast, head over to our website, boostingperformancepodcast.com. In this debut series, we tackle eight of the biggest current workplace challenges. Today's topic is overcoming rejection, inspired by our late night conversations around collecting no's and the human truth that we all experience rejection in our lives. Okay, so let's make it real for our listener and bring it to life. Can you give me an example of rejection from your career? Uh, Where do I start? Well, uh, one comes to mind very clearly. mainly because it was one of the first big deals I was working on in my uh, career as a banker. Um, It's 2004. I'm working for Barclays Corporate in Pall Mall. Um, I'm working on multiple big deals at that time, you know, a few million pounds here and there. Um, And I can remember this one, and it sticks out very, very clearly. And thinking about it, it it just makes me, you know, it takes me back there very quickly. Uh, and I can remember being in the office. It's um, it's a, a large deal. It's worth a few million pounds. It's, I think, three, four million pounds at that time. Uh, and the deal means something to me as well, because it, it was a deal that was going to, uh, I was going to get paid bonus on this deal. So I had made my, I've got to 100% where you had to get to, to to keep your job, basically. And this deal was was going to be the deal that I was going to suddenly get paid on. So it was, everything was looking great. You know, from a sales point of view, everything was done. You know, the the, the client was on board. Uh, We had a great rapport with the client himself. So we were working in a team at that time. There was myself and and another manager working in tandem on this deal because it was a large deal. Uh, we built rapport with the client and and their office. Uh, Everything was on board. Everything was ticked. So it was all guns blazing. It was going to happen before the end of the quarter or the end of the year even. So so it was like already counting the bonus. And at the 11th hour, suddenly the client uh, client's legal team calls in and I'm the one who's manning the phone at that time uh, and says, "Um, sorry, um, we're not going to be doing this. And I can remember my jaw just dropped to the floor. And I can remember feeling hot. And, and and that feeling that the, the, why what happened and, and and trying to get some kind of answers from the legal team and they just closed me down they said look you know what there's no at the end of the day we're just not going to push this forward and I can remember putting the phone down speaking to the, the other manager who was involved and saying well, what are we going to do here well, what's our let's call the client let's call the client and the client just blanked us straight away didn't pick up the phone didn't answer any emails just it was just no sound coming from the client side and that to this day that that feeling that I had that 
we've lost everything all that work six months of you know doing all the right things going through the whole process and getting the client to the point that they were going to sign on the dotted line and it was a good deal it wasn't that you know it was it was a bad deal it was a great deal personally thinking um and then this to this to happen was a horrible feeling and i can remember i i carried that for a long long time into my career um always had that feeling with most deals that at the 11th hour it you know, they could all slip away at the, at that moment of signing. And I never, never wanted to feel that again. But yeah, every deal that came along, there was always that feeling in the background that uh, this could happen at the last moment. So, yeah. And also, yeah, you know, I was in a testosterone filled sales team uh, and dealing with that uh, in front of all my colleagues and, and some friends uh, and be known as the you know the guy who'd lost the deal at the 11th hour wasn't something that uh, made me feel too amazing in the long run well thanks for sharing that sorry that we have to bring up such painful stories from the past that's our, our fault for choosing rejection as our first episode but thanks for sharing as this was right at the start of your career, I can completely understand how that was a, a really big deal and, and so painful. I, I doubt you were able to reframe it positively at the time. Have you have you tried to reframe it positively or reframe it at all since then? Especially since we've been getting ready for the podcast. Um, we've I've relived, and I'm certain you have, relived loads of rejections, thinking about how we deal with them. And I have reframed it positively now. It it was a growth moment for me. It was something that I had to, I, in a way, I had to experience because it's not always going to be perfect. It's not that every deal is going to happen like that as well. So reframing it now is that these things do happen, but it isn't it isn't something personal. You know, looking back at it then, yes, I took it seriously personally, but now yeah you know these things happen it's business and you roll with the punches so you know you need to get up dust yourself down and get on with the next one and did you ever get any information about why did you manage to understand why the decision didn't go for you yeah eventually a few years later i ran into the client um and obviously the the dust had settled by then and i asked him i asked him quite you know what what happened and he just said you know he goes look the uh, a, a member of our legal team said uh, we can get a better offer from a competitor and that we should go there and the competitor you know undercut us and they still wanted to do the deal very quickly and they didn't think going into a position and he didn't want to waste our time into going into negotiation though i would have preferred him to say look you know on the 11th hour let's you know, I, I want a better price here. At least that would have given me some understanding at that time. But, you know, two years later, he explained to me and that did kind of put me to ease. You know, I suddenly got that understanding that I wanted at that time. And if I'd had it then, it would have probably helped me deal with the, the rejection a lot quicker um, instead of carrying it for several years. So, yeah, I, I got, we got to understand why, but maybe a little bit late at the uh, at the end. And then in, in terms of chasing the no's, obviously this was a fairly large no 
um, fairly abrupt no, and and was clearly quite painful for you to manage for a short period of time, at least until you got that feedback a couple of years later. How did this no? How did this rejection um, make you stronger in in the weeks and months following? I think it set me up. Um, you, you've got to have a hardened skin, uh, especially in sales. Uh, and even in, you know, even working in other departments, whether it's innovation, marketing, wherever you are in a professional world, you've got to have a hardened skin. Um, it's quite easy to say, yeah, you get up and roll with the punches and all these kind of things. But these these rejections or collecting these no's, they harden you up. And if you've got, and especially from a sales point of view, the one thing I learned then was you shouldn't have all your eggs in one basket. You need to have multiple deals going on at the same time. And so if you are rejected and you do get rejected, especially when you've been working on something for a long, long time, it's horrible to deal with that. But collecting these no's along the way just make you stronger in the long run and you don't take it personally and you do question the client. And then on top of that, you know, you're, you're building that resilience and that helps you just to carry on knowing that it's, it, it's, it's just not one of, it's just business. This, these things happen. And also that's helped me collect no's elsewhere in my life where I'm not really somebody like most people that looks for rejection and doesn't want that rejection. I'm, you know, I would, at times stay away from things but this forced me and it has forced me in my even in my personal life to chase those no's and it's something that i think is so important for for building resilience can you remember the feeling the last time you were rejected your body temperature might have risen or maybe your stomach got that sinking feeling or maybe you started to shake and what kind of emotional pain did you feel did you feel angry or feel embarrassed? Did you want the ground just to open up and swallow you whole? Or did you want to lash out at the person who rejected you? These feelings can send us into a downward spiral, blaming ourselves for the possible reasons for the rejection and destroying our self-esteem. This in turn can paralyze us with fear in future situations where we can be rejected. We feel rejection so strongly because it piggybacks on the pain pathways in the brain. fMRI studies show that when we experience rejection, the same areas of our brains become activated as when we experience physical pain. That's why it hurts so much. Rejection served a vital function in our evolutionary past. When we were cavewomen and cavemen, being kicked out of the tribe was effectively a death sentence. We were unlikely to survive alone for very long without support to find water, forage for food, or defend ourselves against wild animals. Evolutionary psychologists assumed the brain developed an early warning system to alert us when we were at risk of being ostracized. Because it was such a big deal, those early humans who experienced social rejection as more painful gained an evolutionary advantage. They were more likely to avoid rejection and remain part of the tribe. We can relive and re-experience social pain more vividly than physical pain. Can you recall a time that you felt physical pain? something that hurt you physically. Maybe you banged your knee against the table or you fell off a ladder. You might be, be able to remember the moment it happened, but your brain waves won't be able to recall the physical pain that you felt at the time. In other words, the memory alone won't elicit physical pain. But try reliving a painful rejection. 
and you'll be flooded with many of the same feelings that you had at the time and your brain will respond as it did when it happened. That's why it hurts to relive past rejections. Even small rejections on a regular basis will build up into a bigger problem over a period of time. Not getting enough likes on a LinkedIn post or being knocked back on a job interview or even being rejected on a new product idea from a colleague. These will slowly build up. And having a strategy on how to deal with rejection is a handy thing to have in your locker. And over time, these will build resilience. So how can we deal better with rejection? You can start building up your resilience to rejection by doing three things. One, reframe positively. Two, ask questions. Three, chase the nose. One, reframe positively. Rejection affects us strongly because we take it so personally. We jump to the conclusion that it's somehow our fault, but that's rarely the case, and it's normally not personal. It's often the result of actions or decisions that are beyond your control or that you're not even aware of. So rather than blaming yourself for what happened, make the choice to change your initial perception of the situation. If the other party has stopped responding to your messages, perhaps they've been sucked into a business critical issue, or something's happened in their personal life. Eventually, you'll find out what happened. In the meantime, choose to stay positive. Instead of saying to yourself, they went with another company, a positive reframe could be, it's not a problem, they're not available right now, so I'll try again tomorrow. If the answer really is no, once you've got more clarity, you can still choose to reframe positively. Sure, that deal or project may have closed, but at least you now know and you can focus on something else. All rejections contain an intrinsic opportunity to learn and grow as an individual, as long as you can find out what really took place. However upset you feel when it happens, you have the power to reframe the situation positively. Change the way you think about the rejection and make it easier for you to move on. Two, ask questions. Rather than just simply pushing yourself to try harder next time, take time to investigate why the rejection happened. Question it, learn from it and improve yourself. Ask yourself why you think it happened and question the person or the people that rejected you. When questioning yourself, ask leading up to rejection, how did you feel? Were you confident or did you feel scared? Can you pinpoint the feeling that you had when you were rejected? What was the reaction of the person who rejected you? How could you positively reframe what had happened? Also, seek feedback proactively from others. Ask them, what was the reason behind their decision? Were there any other factors that influenced what had happened? What could have been done differently for a better outcome? Asking questions is an important part of the rejection feedback loop, whether it's your first time or it's happened repeatedly. It will help you find out why the rejection happened and empower you to adapt and improve yourself for future performance. Three, chase the nose. Quite simply, rejection is part of life and you can choose to start seeing it as a challenge to be overcome. Not all rejections are the same. Some are low level, getting refused entry to a VIP area, whereas others are high level, your boss turning you down for a salary increase. To get better at handling high level rejections, start by collecting low level ones whenever you get the chance. Ask for a discount at a market stall or try and get an upgrade next time you hire a car. You'll win a few, which feels great, 
and those who don't will help build your resilience to rejection. Developing yourself in this way is critical to building a long-term strategy. Start with lower risk rejections and then build up to higher ones. Face your fear head on, set yourself a challenge and start chasing the no's today. So to recap, the three ways you can do this starting today. One, reframe positively. Two, ask questions. Three, chase the no's. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you picked up some bite-sized practical tips for overcoming rejection. Please help more people to find us by giving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or your platform of choice. Our next episode is telling great stories, an essential skill for life and business, and one that is much harder under lockdown. If you've got a question about storytelling or any feedback on this show, you can leave us a voice message by using the link in the episode description. Or you can get in touch with us via our website at boostingperformancepodcast.com, which is also where you'll find the show notes and all today's tips and references. And where you can subscribe to the podcast or sign up for our weekly newsletter. Talk to you next time.